0: Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome back to My Daily Torah Thoughts. In this week leading up to Passover, I want to give you a little bit of insight, some thoughts and ideas that maybe you can share and enlighten the participants at your Seder. I always like to start off my Seder with a joke. Here's one for you. An elderly rabbi is on a plane studying Talmud. He's sitting next to this professor of astrophysics. The professor turns to the rabbi and says, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but a rabbi at your age must have been studying Talmud for decades. Why do you have to study so much? I can summarize all of Judaism in a few words. Don't do unto others what you don't want done to you. The rabbi responds, you know, professor, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but why do you study so much? I could summarize all of astrophysics in a few words. The professor says, really, you can do that? Try me. sure, says the rabbi. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. The Seder summarizes the drama and sweep of 3,000 years of Jewish history in the most remarkable way. Here's how. Many Jewish families throughout the world are blessed with young children able to sit at the Seder table alongside their grandparents. So often, the Seder spans three generations grandparents, parents, and their children. Being that the average generation gap is 30 years, a typical Seder therefore spans 60 years of Jewish history. However, when grandparents are present at the Seder table, they share memories about the Seder they experienced as children. They tell us the stories their grandparents told them, first-hand accounts that stretch back an additional three generations of Jewish history, which gives us 120 years of first-hand Jewish knowledge at the Seder table. But if we think about it, it's even longer than that, because the children at the Seder are listening to their grandparents tell stories about their grandparents, and they will one day tell these stories to their own grandchildren. So add another 90 years on top of that 120 years, and you get 210 years of first-hand Jewish history linked at the Passover Seder. Now hear this. Fifteen such Seder tables takes us back some 3,000 300 years, to that great night when the Israelites ate their matzah in Egypt, preparing for the original exodus, for the original Seder. I think it's absolutely incredible that there's a link that remains unbroken over so much time. This year we can only celebrate Passover because of the courage of successive generations of Jews, our Bubbies and zaydis, our Saba and Saftas who went through crusades and inquisitions, expulsions and ghettos, pogroms, and even the Holocaust. And they refused with every fiber of their being to surrender their Jewish identity. When you read the Haggadah, think that these are the exact words that your grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-great-great-great-grandparents said. And by linking, by connecting, by reciting these words, you're able to, in a way that is impossible, without this, you are able to connect directly to their soul. As you read the Haggadah, you learn about the history, and you transmit that knowledge to the next generation. But consider this, given that Jews have such a long and remarkable history, It's all the more surprising that biblical Hebrew has no word for history. When modern Hebrew needed a word for history, they were forced to borrow one from English or from other languages. They call it Historia. It's a paradox. But one of the best ways to understand a culture is to see which words are missing from its language. For example, the word civility in modern Hebrew, guess what? You can't say it in Hebrew because we don't have that word. We're still working on it. We have a different word that's often found in place of civility. That's chutzpah. And how do you say chutzpah in English? Chutzpah. English has 94 words for civility, but couldn't come up with one word that comes close to chutzpah. So they borrowed it. So maybe we can understand why in Hebrew there's no civility. But why don't we have a word for history? The answer is that Judaism has something other than history. Our key is the word memory, zachor, memory. The Torah uses the word zachor, remember, in one form or another an astonishing 169 times. Remember the Shabbat, remember that you stood at Mount Sinai, remember that you were slaves in Egypt. There's a difference between history and memory. History is what happened to someone else. Memory is what happened to me. Memory is my experience. History is his story. Memory is my story. History is someone else's story. It's about events that happened somewhere else, some other time, and to someone else. Memory is my story. It's the story of which I play a part. I received my story from my parents who received it from their parents going all the way back to the dawn of Jewish history. This is what makes the Passover Seder so special. It's more than history. It's a living memory. The Haggadah is more like a family album than a history book. Did you ever go to a history class where the professor pulls out bitter herbs and a matzah sandwich? That's because a professor teaches history. And the seder is a memory. The matzah, the maror, the haroset, they're all family heirlooms. They're souvenirs of our stay in Egypt. Memory moves us. It inspires us. We cry with the bitter herbs of affliction. We taste with the sweet wine of liberation. History is information. Memory is identity. Without memory, identity vanishes, just as it is with individual. So it is with a nation. A nation has a strong identity as long as it remembers where it came from and who its ancestors were and what they stood for. Each of the four cups you we will raise is an act of memory and commitment. The story we tell is not yet done. It begins with our ancestors 15 Seder tables ago, and it continues here with us, here now, this year, this coming Friday night. We remember not out of curiosity or nostalgia, but because it is our turn to add to the story, my story. My wish for you this year is that you add your own contribution to the destiny of our people. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, have a great day. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free. For the next 50 people who download it, all you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode.